This episode of Experiences You Should Have is brought to you by Soul Blends, handcrafted in Oregon from botanicals to bottle, multiple healing balms, salves, and moisturizing products to bring life to your skin. Check out Soul Blends and use the code EYSH to receive 10% off your order. Colorado and some of those views in Colorado are just phenomenal. Hanging out in a mountain with a bunch of friends, we're, you know, playing some reggae music and everyone's getting some sunshine and you're at 12,000 feet and just like, it's just chilling. It's like, this is through hiking right here. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm your host, Gail Manasco, and today we are talking about the triple crown of hiking. So the triple crown is completing the three largest through hikes in the USA, the AT, Appalachian Trail, the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail, and hiking the CDT, the Continental Divide Trail. Now, we do have episodes on hiking the Appalachian Trail and hiking the Pacific Crest Trail on experiences that you should have. However, I felt like there's many of those people who might want to go for that triple crown. And in that case, we needed to have an episode on hiking the CDT, the Continental Divide Trail. Now, this does not have all the views that PCT has to offer and not the amount of people that the AT and PCT have to offer. Only about 150 people attempt to hike the CDT each year. And I think only 500-ish or so people have completed the Triple Crown. So this may be something to add to your bucket list if you are a through hiker and you've done the AT and the PCT, um, is to add the CDT to your list. So joining me today is Rob Wisnowskis. Um, and if you've met him on the trail, he has also gone by the trail name Sweet fish. And Rob has hiked over 10,000 miles, including the AT, the PCT, the CDT, and the TA. And if you weren't sure about what the TA is, uh, that's the Te Araroa, which is a New Zealand through hike, which we have an episode on. He's also hiked the Camino de Santiago and Camino Portuguese, and as well as he's done a trek in Peru, Mount, Mount Fuji, and countless miles just getting lost on the trail. Uh, he has a love for hosting hikers and Airbnb guests, traveling, visiting, and meeting friends. And we also talk about how, how he does it, you know, taking, taking a significant amount of time off to do it through hike. I feel like in itself is a big hurdle. Uh, so we talk about that today, about how, how he's made that for himself to be able to take uh, that time to go through hike. So let's get on with the show and let's talk about the CDT. Well, welcome Rob Wisnowskis to Experiences You Should Have podcast. So here we are talking about the CDT. so welcome. Welcome, Rob. Great to Thank have you, you here. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we're talking about the Continental Divide Trail through hike. Uh, so when when did you do this through hike and and why? Um, this hike was in 2013 and a few things actually lined up for it. But the main reason why is just uh, hiking and just gotten into my blood after the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail. And it was like, this is the natural progression from 
one to the next to the next. And I was hearing someone say you hike one or you hike three, but you don't just do two of them. Uh, and it's true. You just get it. It's like, oh, I got to do it. So this completed your triple crown. Yep, well done. Yep. So a lot of walking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many people become triple crown hikers, do you think? I mean, what percentage of people complete all three versus one? I The only fact I know on that is I remember reading one fact saying that fewer more people have hiked up Mount Everest than have triple crowned, but that was a few years ago. So it was 2013 that I did the CDT. So by now I, more and more people have done it, but, um, yeah, not, not as many as, I don't know, I, I'd say maybe 30 to 40 a year mm-hmm. finish, but mm-hmm. that was 2013. So it's been a few years, maybe more people are hiking it now. So where, where does the CDT start and end? And did you take a <laughs> southbound route or a northbound route? I uh, wanted to go southbound, but I actually went northbound just because of the timing. Um, and there's also a lot less people on this trail. So I figured you might run into a few more people if you go northbound, but it was really about the timing. Um, so I ended up going north. So when did, when did you start this uh, hike? 420 2013 <laughs> <laughs> funny date but um a funny date yeah it, it just happened to work out that way i had been out west in california and i took a bus from hollywood to the middle of nowhere um this town called lordsburg which is where you kind of need to get to but the trail starts on the mexican border uh in this little I thought it was a town called crazy cook, but it's literally just a picnic table and a monument <laughs> like, and a small, you know, four post roof. Uh, that's it. There's nothing, nothing out there. Okay. So you, you started at a picnic table and then, and then you were hiking through new, new Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico is the first state. Um, and New Mexico is, awesome desert hiking um a lot of dirt a lot of desert you hear the coyotes out there at night and cows are awesome to see because when you see cows you know there's water um so yeah right out and you go through a lot of new mexico before you get to colorado and it's just high desert um cool towns um and it's hot okay that's really interesting what you said about the cows it's funny i've Every time I come across cows, it's usually because I've done something wrong and (laughs) I I call them the cows of shame and they all start mooing at me and I'm in the middle of a field and they know I've messed up and there's these cows. So that's really cool to hear a positive spin on the cows. Yeah. Well, there's actually, it's kind of funny you say that because cows are awesome because you know, there's water. However, there's so many cow trails in the desert that you don't always know that you're following the CDT. And sometimes when you're on a nice trail on the CDT, you're like, this must be wrong because (laughs) so nice. And then you find cows and you're like, Oh, maybe this isn't the trail. Uh, It goes both ways. Sometimes cows are good and sometimes not good. So so, so you're hiking in New Mexico and you started in, in April. What was, what was the temperature like as you're hiking? Yeah. Chilly Mexico? at night, for sure. Chilly at night, you're down into the fifties, forties, fifties. And then during the day, it can get really hot. It started getting really hot heading further North. Um, once you get Colorado, you're in higher elevation. So it's, you're back into the cold again. But New Mexico definitely would get pretty hot in some of the some of the big stretches of the desert um, during the day for sure. So were you hiking at night like many people do on the PCT in California? Um, I love 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 night hiking. However, I didn't hike at night a lot on the CDT. I did some nights, but most of the time it's so much about route finding and water that the logistics, it's just like, you don't really want to hike at night because if you get lost, you could really get lost. 
Um, plus, I'm not a fan of snakes and spiders and other things you can find in, at night. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which is not as big a deal. Um, there was only one issue with that I ran into night hiking where I was coming down into a valley and I just stopped at the top and I just had this gut feeling of like, stop your night hike right here. And then I'm like, okay. And then I set up my tent where I was kind of like a dirt road in the desert, but next thing you know, I'm hearing wolves and I'm just like, Oh, it's a good thing. I stopped here because down in the Valley where I was going, I was hearing these wolves and I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad I stopped. And then two other hikers showed up and they're like, Oh, you stopped here. And I'm like, yeah, I've been hearing wolves for a while. And they're all of a sudden they started howling again. It's like, okay, well let's stop here. And then in the morning I woke up and there was a herd of sheep in the valley and that's where the wolves were trying to get the sheep. And I'm like, well, it's kind of a nice mess to miss. Uh Um, So there's only one night hiking experience on that, on the trail. It was like, yeah, it was really weird. Uh, But for the most part, it was uh, it's, it's good night hiking if you get a full moon and stuff like that, but I didn't do too much of it on this trail. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, less hikers on the cdt than the pct or the at the the pacific crest trail and appalachian trail um so were you just hiking by yourself did you did you make a friend oh yeah definitely meet friends on yeah because i had done southbound on the at and there was very few of us heading southbound and i just found like that group is so tight because you're in a small group and and you're all in it together. And there's not many other people that kind of vibe on your level when you're in it that long. Um, Northbound, there's so many crowds on the AT where, you know, you do meet people off and on constantly that they're either disappearing or there's just too many people. So same thing on the CDT when you're heading northbound, very few people. I think the year I did it, maybe a hundred that I could count that I, I think um on the trail that you just don't meet very many people doing it um so you form a tight group and when you meet people it's like oh cool like this you know we're we're in this together and there's not going to be many of us so um yeah so definitely met some people and i met i mean just just getting into lordsburg i met a guy who was walking into the grocery store to get batteries um that i ended up finishing with you know and at the end of the trail, you finished the same day. Cause like I got a hitch to, to where I needed to go and he was in the store. So then I didn't see him again for like three days. Um, but we became friends for the whole trail. I actually went to his wedding, uh, quite a few years later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, met friends along the way for sure. And hiked on and off with them constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you started in New Mexico and which was hot, dusty, and then you then you moved into Colorado. Tell me a little <laughs> bit more about Colorado. Colorado, um, yeah. So Colorado, you get up into the elevations almost immediately, and then if your timing is kind of like mine was, you end up in snow, um, a lot of snow, and just days. And you know, the whole I feel like all of Colorado was just like snow in the higher elevations. When you drop down into the valley and you get a break from it. It's so nice, but some days it was just constantly. And then at night it's cold enough. So your boots freeze. And it's a funny video I have on my, cause I did the video for this. I put together a video of the CDT and there's a funny video of me, like banging my shoes together, trying to get them to thaw out so I could put them on in the morning. Cause you're just in snow, the, the a lot of it, a lot of Colorado. Okay, we'll include the video on the on the show notes. <laughs> it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. Um, especially, yeah, just the scene, the scene with me banging my shoes together, trying to thaw them out, trying to decide, do it, you know, <laughs> do I pee on them? <laughs> do I put them in the river? Like, how do I get how do I get my feet in these boots so I can start walking? Because they're literally frozen solid. But you're walking in snow all day. But then people like three weeks behind us were talking about having no snow um and people a week in front of us talking about having to turn around and go get snowshoes because there was too much snow wow Um, so it does matter just kind of like that little bit of 
you know, timing and when you go, that makes a big difference um, in whether or not you hit a lot of snow or not so much. Same thing on the PCT. Right. Um, whether you hit snow, it's your timing to get through the Sierras on the PCT. So are you summiting mountains in Colorado? Oh, yeah, definitely. In fact, you get to go over the second highest mountain in the country. Well, in the lower 48s. Um, and then because the the tallest one is Whitney on the PCT, but it's a few miles off the PCT. So you got to go off trail to get to it. Yeah. Um, Albert is on the CDT. That's the second tallest. And you do get to go over that one. That one's not a hard summit, though. Um, but you do, you do get to go over lots of different peaks in Colorado for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the other thing is that the CDT is such a metal throw together of different trails. There is technically an official CDT route that most people put together, but there's also the high route that I knew one guy was trying to do, which is literally the divide, which goes over the peaks. Cause the idea behind the divide is that on one side, if you were to pour water, it would go into the Atlantic Ocean or the Gulf of Mexico. On the other side, you pour your water and it goes to the Pacific Ocean. Like that's the divide. That's what divides the country. The trail doesn't follow that exact route. You know, you miss a lot of being on the divide. You kind of cross back and forth over it. But some people try and hit the actual line and follow that, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. A lot more route finding. So there's a lot of different options on the CDT. You can pick which route you really want to go in most cases, at least the year I did it. It's probably more solidified now because um, there were a lot of sections that weren't really finished on the CDT. Uh -huh. um, so you can pick, you know, just go right over the top of the mountain if you want to or follow the trail or, mm -hmm. you know. Wow. Okay. So you, you went through Colorado and then, and then from the looks of the map I'm looking at, you went into Wyoming. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wyoming's next. Wyoming's pretty cool. I love Wyoming. I, I mean, I drove the diagonal across Wyoming and I mm. loved it. I mean, you hiked it. So you, you really spent your time doing it. Um, I mean, I even found it being a car driving in Wyoming, there would be nobody in front of me and no one behind me for miles. So I can only imagine being on the CDT in Wyoming would be. Yeah. Yeah. Wyoming is, it's got some great stuff in it. Um, and actually you get to go through um, Yellowstone on the, on the CDT in Wyoming. That's one of the highlights getting to go through Yellowstone, at least one of the highlights, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where are you seeing some nice wildlife around there too? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You get to see buffalo or bison, I think, technically. And then a lot of elk. There's a ton of elk out there. Um, Wyoming had some of the best camp spots where you just hear these herds of elk bugling at night. Uh, really, really cool stuff out in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that man, it's beautiful. Um, so, so take, keep on taking me on the trail. Take me through the hike. Yeah. So further, well, actually, in Wyoming, I, there's a whole side, I don't know if we have time for it on this one, but there's a whole side route on Wyoming where I ended up meeting uh, on the Oregon Trail. I had hiked a small section of it because I'm like, oh, I used to play this video game. I have to hike this part. <laughs> yeah. And I ran into a reenactment with like thousands of Mormons that were pulling handcarts across to, you know, reenact the original migration of them from their prosecution out to Salt Lake. Um, and I, I was just having this amazing experience on, on the Oregon trail, which crosses through that section, but further North, um, through Wyoming, you get up into the, into Montana, well, Idaho, Montana, you end up on the border of Idaho, Montana for quite a while, and then peel off into Montana for the rest of it. Um, get to go through glacier and then up to Waterton lakes to to finish wow so when did you finish um that's kind of funny because i just trying to look and see what my date was for the finish date and the closest i can come up with is i think it's 8 10 was the date but i'm like oh, i gotta look through my journal so a little under 
four months. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. I did, I'm horrible at the math part. Yeah. So like, How yeah, many miles is the CDT? Uh, so this is kind of funny. A lot of people say it's 3,000 miles, but it kind of depends a little bit on your route finding. And it also depends, like there's a couple different places you could technically start it and a couple places you could technically finish it. But really, people say 3,000, and I think it's more like 2,800. Okay. Really, when you add it all up. Um, but 3,000 sounds awesome. Like, I hiked 3,000 miles. So. Right. Yeah, it does sound awesome. Yeah, but technically, I don't think it's, I think it's more like 2,800. Okay. So what would you, I mean, you mentioned a few highlights. You, you talked about Yellowstone, you could go through Glacier. I mean, what were some of those like pivotal moments on the hike or just your favorite moments hiking the CDT? That's a, there's so many favorite moments. Um, there's a couple of them that come to mind uh, for sure. Early on um, in New Mexico, um, that was one of the first ones where you get to hike the middle fork of the Gila River. And that is just gorgeous. It's technically not the CDT, but if you walk the CDT, you're walking through flat, boring desert where you can drop into the slot canyon and follow this river. So everyone follows the river and does the middle fork of the Gila River for like three days. You end up walking through this river like a hundred times in those three days. And it was just kind of like you get out of the desert, you get into this really interesting cliff dwelling type area. And just that break was so memorable. And then you're kind of nice in the river the whole time. Um, and one of the, one of my friends, her trailing was lost on the PCT. had seen my Facebook set it. She knew I was going to be nearby and she left some trail magic for me at this um, spot where you can hop in a hot springs. It's like a hot springs uh, at the end of the Gila river. Um, that's kind of like a camp wild, I think it's called wildwood. And she left some trail magic for me. And it was just kind of like, this is where my hike really just like my, I hit my stride and my legs felt great. And I'm getting trail magic and like, things are just feeling like, ah, now this is where things, and that's where I actually met there is where I started meeting the friends. Cause I'd gotten to there before I started really hiking with other people. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd gone through up to that point without really seeing too many people at all. Um, so it was just like, that's the moment where it's like, okay, now I'm locked. Now I'm locked in and I'm figuring it out. And like, things are going the way it should go. Um, everything was kind of lining up to like, okay, good signs, like yeah. good, yeah. good movement forward. So that was a highlight for sure. Colorado and some of those views in Colorado are just phenomenal hanging out in a mountain with a bunch of friends where you know, playing some reggae music and everyone's getting some sunshine and you're at 12,000 feet and just like, it's just chilling. It's like, this is through hiking right here. Um, gorgeous views. And then uh, for sure, I, I've been through uh, Yellowstone before, but that was another highlight because I just like seeing all the glacier or geysers and then uh, the chocolate huckleberry milkshakes in idaho Ooh, oh you're my God. speaking my language <laughs> those milkshakes are so good like definitely a highlight um, okay memorable stuff plus you're picking huckleberries all day that's wonderful that's pretty sweet um yeah and then you know seeing grizzly prince as you're walking down a trail and um uh -huh. just like trail magic and one of my biggest days i ever had hiking was was on the cdt um now is a great day um so you just get yeah it's different for everyone everyone's gonna have different memories as to what really hits them as you know their most memorable things Someone's like what's memorable it's like you're gonna come up with five to ten things sure easily and everyone's gonna have different highlights from the trail but those were those were some of mine okay Wow, that's great. So you hike the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Coast Trail, and the CDT. Mm -hmm. So what was your favorite? Uh, <laughs> can I say none of those? What? <laughs> <laughs> my, my personal favorite was Te Araroa. 
Oh, uh, we have an episode on that. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite. Okay. Um, I would, yeah. Uh, boom. Like, if I could only do one more trail, I'd go back and do the TA again. Okay. Um, Great. It's just phenomenal. But if I have to pick one of these three, yeah, then. And I could only like if I had to pick my favorite, it's the AT. If I could only hike one more, I'd say the PCT. The, the PCT. AT, yeah, the AT, like emotionally, there was so much that went into the Appalachian Trail when I hiked it as far as my first, you know, I still have scars from the AT because my pack was over 100 pounds and I had no clue what I was doing. And I started in a snowstorm on Katahdin. It was just like Maine was crazy difficult and friends for life. And like, just that's what started it for me. Um, and that's what led me to these other trails. But it's very physically demanding without nearly the reward that the PCT has. Okay. Yeah. You know, just just the Southern Sierras on the PCT alone is like amazing, like phenomenal. Um the views you get, the hiking is so much easier on the PCT. It's more camaraderie. That it's just a lot less rugged, but it's beautiful. Right. So that's why I'd say the the PCT. If I could only hike one, I'd say okay, I'd do the PCT again. But if I had to pick my favorite, it's the AT. Or wait, the AT. The AT is my favorite. If I could only hike with you, if it's two questions, like if you said, what's yeah. your favorite? I have to say the, the AT. You said you get to hike one more trail of these three. Which one would it be? I would choose the PCT. Okay. All right. Okay. Very, very fair. And, but besides these three, the TA was your absolute favorite. Oh, you? God. Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is just amazing. Okay. Listeners go back. We have an episode on the Te Araroa, the TA, the New Zealand through hike, go listen to it. It's great. Yeah. Um, what other through hikes have you done? Um, well, this, this last year I was supposed to do the GDT and I couldn't go to Canada because of COVID. And then I was also going to do Shikoku in Japan. Um, I couldn't do either one of those last year or this year. Mm. Um, but after the TA, I ended up doing um, the Camino to Santiago, which isn't really a through hike. It's it's kind of like a through hike. It's mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. Spain. Everyone's mm -hmm. heard of that one. And right. then I did I did the Portuguese one too. Um, I don't think it was nice in its own right, but I think the Camino is a little better. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. Wow. I think those are the ones. So what do you think is going to be your next through hike pending travel restrictions? Are you going to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the GDT was really high on my list. Shikoku. And then the only other thing that I was looking at right now is uh, the three passes track. That's definitely one that I added to my list. And for a little while, I had thought about um, the Lycian way. Hmm. Um, that's in Turkey. And I had a friend who had done that, that almost got turned on to it, but not like the GDT. All right. Well, that's exciting. So listeners, if you're adding to your through hike bucket list, uh, definitely check these out and potentially add these bucket list hikes to the bucket app, a free app that you can use to track your bucket list adventures. So uh, let's let's talk logistics here. Um, so you started in April for northbound hike. Mm -hmm. um, is that the preferred time if you do want to do a northbound hike to start in April, or is there a range of months that you could start that? I'd say you probably want to start more like May. Okay. Um, just because you'll avoid a lot more snow in Colorado. Okay. Um, like I said, timing wise, it just worked out for me to do that um, and start then. But I'd say April, late April, May is probably better snow wise. Yeah. yeah. Now, what if you went to a southbound route? When would you start? Yeah. A lot of the people that I had seen um, 
southbound. We're talking about going in June. Um, a lot of them started in June going southbound. Okay, got it. And and so, I mean, you had already done a few through hikes, but how did you how do you mentally prepare? Because I've I've heard this one is is more difficult as far as like navigation goes. I mean, you were even mentioning how it can yeah. be easy to, to get off the trail. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you prepare for that? Um, I had, I had one bit of information before I went and it was that you're going to get lost every day. <laughs> and the guy went, I guess I had more information than just that, but he just said, you're going to get lost every day. And that's just mentally draining. And I'm like, that's not, possible like i'm not gonna get lost every day i get lost a few times on the at and the pct it happens but it's like every day that's that's too much well <laughs> every day i found myself lost and i'm like am i on the trail or am i not and it's like oh my god like every day he was right like i'm lost and you have to figure it out and be like oh, am i on trail or like I remember just out of Lordsburg, I'm like, you just walk towards those mountains. There's no trail. You're just crossing the desert to those mountains. It's like, yeah, you do. You get lost every day and it's just mentally draining on that aspect of it. But that's, that's one thing I had for advice before I had really set out. And I had also joined the Facebook group that had a lot of info and there was a person there doing maps and they were printing out maps for everybody. It's like, send me this amount of money. I'm going to have staples do it and collate and print. And if you want them laminated, you can get them laminated. And I'm like, no, just take the regular maps. Um, and a lot of people that I met had those maps, um, the Jonathan lay maps. Okay. So you didn't have an, like an app you could use. That could no, tell you? Mm, okay. mm -hmm. no, 2013. I did not. Right. Um, I just had the, the J lay maps and I did have a, I have some stuff on my phone, but I wasn't really into gut, like I use gut hook now. Gut hook's amazing. Um, but I hadn't used it on the CDT. So it's like, yeah, you've got your maps. I got a compass figuring stuff out and you can use GPS every once in a while to figure out. But a lot of times you're where you are service wise. It's like, mm, you get a rough idea where you are, but here's the other problem. Here's the most, the biggest problem with that. It's one section where I was heading towards Silver City out of Lordsburg and you end up like 20 miles on this trail and you get to decide the trail isn't finished. So you hike this trail for so long and then literally in the middle of the woods, it just stops. They haven't finished building it. Or you can take the old route, which isn't marked or maintained anymore. So it's like you take the half finished one or you take the old route. And I'm like, well, either way, you're in trouble. So, so I took the do? I took the unfinished one, where you just end up in the woods in the middle of nowhere, and then you just <laughs> bushwhack for like <laughs> another twelve to fifteen miles to get to a road. And when you hit the road, you road walk into town. Um, so there's there's a lot of different routes and a lot of road walks, and it's like, gonna take this road or take that road, and mm -hmm. um, depending on which route you take, you're you're setting yourself up for other things you have to figure out. So I feel like I used to call the CDT, the trail, no one cares about like out of, out of crazy cook, you get markers every like 50 feet after, after Lordsburg, there's none. It's like, <laughs> that's it. Someone get ambitious for like a few days. Um, but that was 2013. So yeah, right. you know, hopefully a lot's changed in that trail, but you know, most of the funding I always felt like went to the ATU, the PCT. And so um, you're, are, you're root finding a lot and you're also deciding there's, you hit an intersection, like it's three ways and three different roads and you're road walking. So which one do you want to do? Okay. Um, so, so to prepare for this, I mean, it's, it's recommended someone do other through hikes, right? You don't want to start with a CDT. I don't think you should start with the CDT um, at all. I met two people, that's it, that started the CDT and they made it to Pie Town and they quit. Um, it's just not hiking. Like there's a lot of road walking. There's a lot of route finding. There's a lot of desert and it's like, it's not as much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
But if you want your triple crown, you this is part of it. If you want your triple crown, and the other thing I kind of think that I think is makes people really successful is that you it's not necessarily about all the views and about how romantic the trail is and how awesome it is. It's like it's not about that. It's about I get to be outside in my tent doing what I want to do, following the route I want to follow. And that's enough. Like, I don't need to have all these amazing views. It helps. Um, but it's like, that's kind of the life I was just like, this is nice. Like I get my mm -hmm. tent, I got my sleeping pad, I got my food, I'm figuring out my drops and what I need to get to the next, the next town. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. just happy out there. You know, it doesn't have to be about the views. And, and if you're starting this for the first time, you're probably not in that mindset yet. Maybe you are, but it's just doing it in the desert. Isn't, isn't going to give you that like, wow, this is really rewarding. <laughs> like, eh, not really. It's, it's a lot harder on the CDT and it's so mental. So if you want to be a triple crown hiker, would you recommend starting with the AT or the PCT? Yeah. AT, uh, my opinion on it is do the AT first because it's, so physically demanding and you don't know how good the pc like all the views you get on the pct like you do the pct first you're gonna have this amazing views and this camaraderie and all this awesome hiking and the trails are well done uh -huh. you don't get that on the at you get up and down and sometimes going you over the, every single peak. yeah every peak and you don't get a view at the top on all of them because uh, south of Vermont you're not above tree line so it's like you're hiking these mountains to get no view yeah um, but you get the reward in other ways on the AT um, and so I just say do the AT first get it out of the way and you don't know any better and it's awesome um, but when you go to the PCT next it's like a party <laughs> it's like this, this is awesome this is how hiking should be but you're seasoned. You're ready for it. You understand. You've been through the hard thing already. So it's like, you know, eat your dinner and then get your dessert after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So PCT, I say a second. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to do the triple crown, then go for the CDT because that's the natural progression. You have to have it. But if you love hiking as much as you do, it's not about the views. It's not about the, the, you know, everything that you might get on the other trails as far as the, the rewards. And you do get them. You do get them on the CDT, just not as many. Okay. All right. So what would you say are the top things you should include in your pack? And most likely you're a seasoned hiker if you're going on the CDT, but maybe something you really want to call out for the CDT. Yeah. First I'd say, um, it's going to change. Like I started with a rain jacket in New Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> mailed that ahead for sure to Colorado because it's like your, your pack's going to change a little bit. So some of the things you might or might be carrying does change depending on where you are. Cause um, you're going to start out in the desert. You're going to end up in the mountains. Um, but a few of the things that I found really, really helpful for me, um, music was the top one, like number one, it's like, I'd have those days where I'm just like, okay, I'm, you know, I could see the other side of this basin and I'm walking 118 miles in a straight line and I'm not that motivated. Like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. And then you pop in some music and you're jamming along and like my whole mindset should just shift and change. And those down moments where it's just like, wait, why am I doing this? I totally forget all about that. And I just be back to myself and back to, you know, enjoying just being out there hiking and um, the things that come along with it. So music, probably one of the most important things for me on this trail. So um, what were you listening to? Uh, some of the stuff I would listen to is some of the stuff from my other hikes on the PCT. I was introduced randomly to Afro Celtic sound system and that like the music I would listen to on the PCT, it's like, I don't really listen to that at home. Uh, but when I was out on the trail again, I'm like, ah, I need the Afro-Celtic sound system. So I <laughs> pop that in and it's a lot of wonderful melodies and just great grooves and 
the vote, you know, some highlights on the vocals, but it was just more about this really fun um, Afro Celtic feeling like a beautiful blend of different um, cultures that just really went into some great music. So that for sure um, was part of it. And then something corporate, I don't know why, but that was another band I listened to on the PCT and there's some really nice stuff in something corporate that um, was just nice. Um, really nice um, hiking wise and more some like slower moments and stuff like that. Plus I would listen to it to fall asleep um, and emancipator emancipator was my go-to. It's always been my go-to. There's an album I listen to um, soon. It will be cold enough and emancipator is just my, like I pop that in and I'm asleep. Like it doesn't matter. So yeah. um, and headphones because there's a lot of places you end up where you're, it's just noisy. Um, so you pop in headphones, you need to sleep and boom, that was, that was magic for me. Um, so that's can music. only is, sleep yeah. with headphones, even just in my house. I, I always sleep with headphones. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about just shuts your brain off and you just, yeah, go into something else and your brain just shuts off and you can go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So what would you say are the top tips to successfully completing the CDT? Um, <laughs> embrace the brutality. That was the, the theme of this. You've heard, I'm sure you've heard that. Embrace the brutality. That's one of the top tips is it's like, you know what? This is going to suck today. Or <laughs> this thing just happened and this sucks. And you just have to laugh you're just like oh that went wrong too (laughs) yeah or oh this isn't working it's funny like it just becomes funny like how things cannot go what you think it is and then it's just like okay my expectations weren't met things have to change that's okay go with it like just roll with it it is what it is hike your own hike and then embrace your brutality and um, that for sure, you know, for hiking it, don't take the mentality into it that this is going to be a perfect hike. It just, it never is. And, and, and go with it. However, um, there's a lot you can do to like when something doesn't quite go your way to manage it. So it can go your way. So don't just give up on it, figure out a better way to do what didn't work better way Um, and and yeah you're gonna have your down moments there's no way about getting around that i think you have your moment i i still have my moments where i'm I'm on trail and it's like i don't want to do this today like why am i doing this you just you get in your head and then it it, it's a it's sad in some ways it's like you you know almost like a breakdown it's like yep you'll have them and you will get through it like just accept it and be like, okay, this, this will pass. Um, but that mentality of just like, all right, how do I get through a breakdown when I have one on a trail? Right. Um, or, you know, this isn't going the way I want it to. Uh-huh. Realistically though, if you think about that, it's like, yeah, some people got there and they're like, yeah, this isn't what I want to do. Well, I mean, um, part and- of doing something is sometimes learning yeah. what you don't it's like not, right? it's not for you and that 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 can happen i think of like the 100 people i met on this trail i only feel like 30 of them might have finished wow um and they were all seasoned hikers except for those two in pie town but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's just a mental why why am i doing this mm-hmm. um so take into the trail one of the most successful things i think is is take into it the idea that all of the things you have might not work out the way you want it to. And a lot of what I've learned in this is like, I love it. Like I literally don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. That's amazing. Like how cool of a feeling is that to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going that way, like 30 miles, no idea what's going to happen. And it's always awesome. Well, not always, but most of the time it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It just is like, yes, like that's what I want. I want that. Like who knows what this day is going to bring, but I'm going to go through it and, take what comes and enjoy it um, or work with it. And so, so yeah. yeah. So how much did you budget 
I mean, I, you already have your gear, you know, so I know this is separate costs, but being on the trail, how much do you budget per month to spend? I think a good idea is to budget like 5,000 for a through hike. That's, you don't have to. I mean, you can, you can definitely get by on a lot less. Right. Um, I met a guy on the AT who, he was like turning 16 on trail and he was running away from home and he managed to get through with peanut butter and tuna fish. And yeah, sure. of course we all right. love the guy. He was amazing. So we, we would totally help him out with food and whatever else, right. but this guy knew how to save money and live on nothing. Yeah. And you can really hike a trail cheap if you want to, right. um, having the best gear doesn't help when you're breaking down. Um, but I'd say about $5,000 is, is a good amount to be like, yeah, I need a day in town where you get a room or share a room with some other hikers or right. um, uh, the gear I had. I did have a lot of gear that I carried over from the PCT, um, but you do have to shift. Like I had a new rain jacket for this hike because I figured I might run into it more, but I didn't. I ended up using it hardly and mm-hmm. it was at, at literally still a rain jacket i use all the time it's like rain to all of july in new hampshire so i've used that rain jacket every day today and that thing from 2013 is still bomb proof so it's a good investment but yeah. um it doesn't but, rain much where i live so <laughs> no one has rain jackets where actually where do you live uh, yeah oh. i'm in i'm in bend oregon and when people think of oregon they think it's all rainy oh, yeah. but there's part of bend which you oh, came near on the pct no, i was yeah. in bend actually oh, i had yeah. an amazing experience with trail magic in bend this guy come, i came out of an rei and this guy was like i just read this book on trail angels and i want to be one and i want to take you home and feed you and give you a room and i'm like yay <laughs> <laughs> it was really great um so i had a lot of good good times in bend great um, well if you know of any you know, friends hiking the PCT. Um, I've, I'm happily will be a trail angel and, and feed and have yep. warm showers. So just, let yeah, me. I'm on the ATM the same way. It's like, I'll, if I see a hiker walking by, I'm like, ah, come with me. Yeah. Get some Chinese food in you and get a shower and some, some laundry and stuff like that. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Very I'm cool. definitely in, into that. Um, yeah, so about five thousand for a through hike, but I think you can get away with less. And I definitely know some people that spent a lot more. Sure, uh, sure. So yeah, I know it's a range. I've heard like a thousand dollars a month, but yeah, so five thousand is kind of that for this. Um, yeah, there's definitely ways to stretch that out too. Sure, sure. And so I'm I'm curious, and it's kind of a personal question, and I know it changes from person to person, but. To do a full through hike, you you can't exactly work remote on on the trail. Yeah, I mean maybe yeah. there's people who can, but I how like how are you able to do so many through hikes? Yeah, so after the AT, I'd been in automotive for for years and years, and so I had I'd done all right in automotive. That's what I went to university for, and. At, when I did the AT, um, I had no problem, you know, affording that, but my whole life was changing. The whole reason I was doing the AT was a reset button um, to fix just a life that I had that I didn't want. Um, it was a lot like, I'm sure, uh, wild and the same idea. You know, my life was just kind of wrong. Not in, <laughs> wasn't the same as her life, but my own personal life was just kind of, anyway, in that reset, after I hiked the trail, I'm just like, this is it. Like uh, the way I was living my life wasn't right. This is, this is it. I want to figure out how to set myself up so that I can do this when I want to, like, uh, I want to just be able to hike. I need to figure out how to do this. And so 2004, it was like, how am I going to do that? And so, um, in that it was like, okay, get a car that I don't want to have payments on, figure out how to not have bills and figure out how to get that life so that I don't have to do that. And in there, I ended up um, buying a house, finding my dream job, converting uh, my house into some Airbnbs. And so uh, Airbnb has been wonderful, but I started some other small businesses to just kind of manage all of that so that I can live simple 
not so simple anymore. It's, it, you know, my side hustles worked out really well, but it's all in that set myself up so that I can figure out how I can travel and do all these trips and do all these hikes so that I don't have to worry about that. So um, I mean, do you just hire someone to manage your side hustles while you hike? Or? No. So they kind of, well, actually it's funny on the CDT. I, one of the side hustles I did was I, I started a jewelry business and I invented this light up crystal um, and patented it. And I literally would take them with me on the CDT and I'd stop in the towns and I would sell, I called fireflies to these, I'd stop into a town in a gift shop and I'm like, you've never seen this before. And they'd buy a bunch of them. And I'd have these shipped to my, my boxes so that I could actually stock up stores while I was going um, and make a little money. Um, and it's wow. just been a side hustle that I started a long time ago that has worked out really well. Um, but I created all of these necklaces before I hiked and had them on hand so I could just have my mom or whoever shipped them to me when I needed some more. Um, so I would literally hike with these necklaces and jewelry and okay. sell them in towns when I, when I got there, but that's impressive. And then also I should say, you know, there is definitely some amount like on the PCT, I actually ended up in debt. So it was just like, okay, I managed this hike, but how do I then fix that for the next hike? Um, and that's the same thing. It's like, you can just figure out how to manage your money and figure out what you need to do it. And if your priority is to do it and you do that, you'll find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm at the point now with, with my Airbnbs that it's like, I'm expanding even more and um, yeah, it's just working out really well. So I can do travel whenever I want and, and hike, you know, long distances when I just got to figure it out. Cause my job is also very flexible. I'm a tour guide. So I can just say, Hey, I'm going to New Zealand this winter. And they're like, okay, <laughs> tell us when you're back. Wow. You know, and, um, Where are so. you a tour guide? Um, so I started, uh, I, when I got back from the PCT, um, I ended up coming back to New Hampshire. I ended up in Alaska and then I ended up back in New Hampshire for house sitting for my parents. They're like, yeah, come back here and figure out what's next. I'm like, okay. And I came back here and I was out snowboarding a lot and I saw them building zip lines at the mountain I skied at, snowboarded at. And I'm like, oh my God, if I'm going back to work. <laughs> I want to play on zip lines. So I just kept showing up every day to be like, Hey, I'd like to do this. How can I? And I was so persistent that after like two months, they're like, okay, here's your shot. Take it. And I've been guiding zip lines now for, you know, since 2009. That sounds um, like so much fun. It's amazing. I get to play out in the trees for a couple hours, twice a day. Um, and, uh, meet really cool people and go ziplining. I get paid to zipline. And then we also do guided hikes out of there. So sometimes I get paid to hike up Mount Washington, take yeah. the tourists up Mount Washington, or, or if they're not up for that, you know, a smaller hike or something like that. So every once in a while I'll do some guided hikes, um, which is just as much fun. Yeah. Um, so, and then with that job, it's seasonal ish. Anyway, we run year round, but there's some slow seasons, but like this winter, we're not sure if we're running or not. And it's like, well, I'll figure that out. If I'm, if we're not running, I got a lot of other projects and a lot of other hikes to do. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a flexible enough job to be like, yep, I can do it when I'm here and doing it. I love it. And I'll, mm -hmm. you know, I'm full-time there if they need me, but I'm flexible enough with the side hustles where it's like, I don't have to do that. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, huh. it's kind of just figuring out, I knew I wanted to set myself up to be able to do this. And it was so scary to like leave automotive. I'm like, this is what I know, but it was the best decision I've ever made. Like just do it. And it has worked out so amazing. Yeah. Kind of like hiking in a way you can like, you don't know how this is going to work out, but you go for it. And it just is amazing. It just works out. So what do you do for health insurance, you know, like kind of running different small businesses or, or taking some time off and, and hiking and yeah. is there any special insurance you yes. can get while you're hiking? <laughs> yes and no. I have, my approach is 
it's a lot like I guess like my own approach for it. So I have health insurance through work when I'm there at, at the mountain. I'm full time there, so they they I do have health insurance when I'm working. When I'm not working, um, when I had started all that before the AT, I actually had Crohn's. Um, so I had gone through doctors and doctors and doctors, and I, in the end when I finally figured out, Oh, I don't have to have Crohn's. It's like, I met a doctor that had pretty much saved my life and ended up teaching me about health. And it's like, mm, health is in your hands. You know, you got to manage your own health. And so in managing my own health, I have no problem doing that. Um, and I think it should be in, in your own hands to manage that. So when I don't, when I, when I travel and I, and I'm, out doing other things like the only thing i'd really worry about is like a broken bone or something like that um health-wise i just don't carry it when i travel or when i'm gone from from work i you know i didn't have it for all last year during covid um and so i have it now not really using it so it's like mm, i'm i don't worry about health insurance not i'm more of a take my health into my own hands mm -hmm. and, and be smart about it. Cause it would be the broken bone or the, you know, the thing I'm not aware of, but anytime I've actually needed emergency care or something, when I haven't had health insurance, I've either been like, I remember I was in Amsterdam and I was just like, I didn't have health insurance and like, well, you don't need it. This is only $20. And I'm like, what? Wait, $20. <laughs> like I, I needed this eye test done when I was in Amsterdam and, and they're like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, we don't, you know, I, I'm just as an American, I'm like, Oh my God, this, this is insane. How do you do this? And it's like, well, this is healthcare. It's like, Oh, <laughs> like, right. okay. So in other countries, it's like, it's never been a problem. Um, but in the U S it's like, yeah, you probably want to be, you know, either careful or you can get, there are, you know, some people do get health insurance while they're hiking or traveling or something just for that peace of mind right personally for me i i just don't carry it when i when i hike or travel and maybe a little reckless but so far in over ten thousand miles i haven't had a problem so all right wow that is impressive i'm not recommending that for everybody i mean you do your own thing and it's you know it what i do recommend is take it into your own hands and make your own decisions about your health right uh, because yeah, I, you know, that's one of the things traveling and being in other countries has taught me like our healthcare here is everyone knows it's not the best healthcare in the world. So um, I think it's about taking matters into your own hand and, and being smart about it. So, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, well, gosh, thank you so much for, you know, breaking down some logistics and, and sharing your story and, um, just really appreciate uh, your time and and I'm so impressed. A triple it triple crowner. Absolutely, my pleasure. And I, you know, I meet people that come through here all the time because my Airbnbs they do a lot of hiking, and it's like, oh, where do I go? What do I do? And it's like, oh, well, let's hang out for a second. Let me find out what your level is and where you want to see and stuff like that. And I'm absolutely happy to spend time chatting or talking trail or reminiscing or any of that stuff because it's it's part of that camaraderie that i just love about the trail and and if someone is inspired by it absolutely i'm i get ins i i was inspired by other people to start my journey so any chance i'm sure there's i know there's some people i've inspired but like if someone out there gets inspired to like damn it i'm gonna go do this yeah like, i want to do this i want to do this and and they just aren't doing it it's like just do it. Like, Oh my God, it would be the best thing you ever did. Um, if it's something you wanted to do, even if it doesn't work out, you're going to learn something from it. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so if there's any way I help someone or can that's yeah. Phenomenal. All right. Well, listeners, if you want to be connected, shoot me, shoot me a note. I'll add the beacons to the show notes. And that way, if you want to contact Rob, um, if you're thinking about doing some through hikes or maybe just need a little motivation, um, check it on experiences that you should have.com. Click on the episodes. Super exciting. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Rob, and would love to have you back on. You're a very seasoned hiker and, and would love to hear about some of your other adventures for experiences that you should have podcast. Uh, anytime, anytime. It was a pleasure. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have podcast. Please check out the full show notes on experiencesyoushouldhave.com. And please stay tuned for more hiking episodes, adventure episodes, and... I don't know, ideas to put in your brain to start planning for when you are ready to go on that big hike or take that big trip. Um, Even if the world might be a little crazy right now, you never know what might be coming and those fun ideas you can put into your head. Also, if you love this podcast, take out your iPhone, if you have an iPhone, and click on that purple podcast app. And please leave a five-star review and share what you love about the podcast. And please share this podcast with your friends and family. We grow by you sharing your fervor for the podcast. So thank you again for listening and until our next adventure.